Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studio, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and build actual incredible relationships. I'm John Deloney, joined here by Jade Warshaw. We're taking your calls on life and money and marriage and whatever else is going on, your kids, work, all of it. 888-825-5225. It's 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Brad in the Bay, Tampa, Florida. What's up, Brad? <laughs> hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. You got it. What's happening? Uh, brother, I've got an easy question and a hard question. My easy question is this. Do you guys know how awesome you really are? Ooh, do you know how awesome you really are? <laughs> I accept. I accept, Brad. And I also, I know that that means the next question is going to be real, real bad. It is. You, are you buttering us up? <laughs> you, I am, man. I'm fattening you up for the kill. Oh, what you have you done, Brad? What have you done? I'm telling you. Oh, no, it's, it's not. Well, okay. So let's get to the tough part, right? So I'm, I'm a pastor of a really, really great church in Tampa Bay. Um, I inherited a mess, sadly, oh, and no. I've been yeah I've been here nine years. Um, I, it didn't take me long to find out that the church had every financial and immoral scandal that you can imagine. <clears throat> We've been through a lot. We've grown a lot. Um, if you can, it's such a sad story, but if you can imagine when ministries go through things like this, there is always a financial um, repercussion that is behind that type of scandal. Correct. So here's my story, the brief version. We started with $1.2 million of debt. The deacons didn't know we had it. The church didn't know we had it, and I found it out when I actually arrived here as pastor. I did not even know when I came here that we had this debt. Was it secured debt, or is it is it frivolous, or is it on a building project? What's the debt on? It was one point two million in secured debt mortgage. Uh, okay. It was another three hundred thousand, almost three hundred thousand in unsecured debt, uh, florists, uh, a host of other different Jeez. things, and so. Um, the short version of it is we have gotten rid of every unsecured debt uh, creditor that we had. We've worked the mortgage down in seven years. We've worked it down from $1.2 million to just over 600000 Wow. Way to go, man. Um, yeah, and so here's where I'm at. This is, this is kind of a, you know, a problem now. I've been reading the headlines that it looks like the interest rate may be going up three times possibly by the end of this calendar year. And I don't know what to do. We, we, we have, there's no debt snowball that I'm aware of that we could do at this point. All we have left is our mortgage. Right. It's about $6,000. It's a little, little over $6,000 a month that we're paying into this. Of course, you know the situation with the interest rate rising last year. If we do that again three times this year, uh, we are just, you know, it's just hurting us. It's it's just really an anchor around our neck. Is, is so the debt on an, an adjustable arm? Uh, no, it's not. So are, you're talking about the increase in interest rates will negatively impact the tithing? Yeah, we're trying to figure oh, out no, why I'm your sorry. interest rate on the mortgage would be higher. I'm sorry, I might have gotten that wrong. The interest rate, every time it goes, I'm not sure about that terminology, but the interest rate every time it goes up, it is causing the payment that we are making to okay. go less to Jeez. principal and more to interest. So your rate is so adjustable, exactly it sounds sure. like. Yeah, it's called adjustable okay, rate mortgage, which is the absolute worst okay. kind because it, it 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what a mess. So we have that. Here's the good news. We're sitting on 7.2 acres of real estate in Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, uh, we have no other debt other than the typical church expenses, so on and so forth. How big is We're your church? 600. And we run about 100, 150. Okay. And wow, you guys grow. made a lot of – sorry, I just need to yeah. acknowledge the – yeah, I don't know if we could coin a new term here, but we, we called it Project Anaconda. We Man. just kept squeezing and squeezing <laughs> and squeezing. You and sure did. We had to say no to so many things. And so we're, we're doing well, you know, spiritually. Mm-hmm. There's unity in the church. The church is with me. The church is growing. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, Good. it's amazing how, you know, we really have seen God just turn this place around. It's really emotional for me. Um, ha- but has I anybody don't know looked- what to do at this point. Has any is it, is it possible to refinance out of that adjustable rate mortgage and into something that's a fixed rate? It's possible that we could do that, but I, I actually spoke with a uh, a friend of mine who who advised against that. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure if that's the best way to do it, or if if my other solution, which is to take the money that we have and just attack the debt, even if it causes us to have a low balance in our accounts. You know, for example, right now, our, our Christian school, we have about $225,000 uh-huh. in that account. Uh, we have an emergency fund of $50,000 that's been set aside. Uh-huh. Um, we have of a little over $100,000 in our general fund. We have, so we have some money. So my question is, uh, and we do this this fundraiser every May to attack the debt. Um, mm-hmm. So my question is: Should we just stay the course? Um, it looks like in about six, six and a half, seven years, we'll be paid off. Yeah. But if we keep throwing chunks of money at this, is that the best solution to avoid interest, or should we, or should I suggest to our church, our old elders and deacons, that we nearly empty our accounts and just really just go for it? I don't know that I would empty the accounts. I think that you do need to have some money set aside um, because it's it's not Business your personal finances. Yeah. yeah. So I would not, I wouldn't empty accounts. I would stay the course and I would get with all of the planning committees and every committee and, and talk about how we raise funds and just get really crazy about doing events, doing anything that you can um, to raise money and just keep attacking this debt. You know, if it was personal debt, we would talk about side hustling and going out and finding ways to make money. And I kind of want to translate that to you. Like, how? what are ways that this church can bring in income? What are ways that you can fire people up to start giving more? Um, and I'm, I'm a very... I'm, I'm a very careful pastor about funds because mm-hmm. I don't want to be I don't want to be the money grubbing guy. Absolutely, sure, there's so many of those guys, and I don't want to be that guy. But let me t- let me tell and you so the other good. side of it. Let me tell you the other side of it because I'm I'm that way too. Okay, I grew up. My dad was a, a homicide detective, and he quit and became a minister, and I got to see what life was like behind the curtain. I'm like you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, there's people who would be deeply blessed and fortunate within your church if they were asked specifically for an opportunity to give. Yep. And I I won't speak, uh, I want to keep it private, but my pastor came recently and said, hey, here's a particular need that, um, and I said, as long as nobody ever knows, I'm in. And it was a great gift to me and my wife. And so what I would tell you is don't rob your church of the opportunity to step up and do things um, that they never thought possible, both collectively and individually. And it may be that this is the season you've got to get over that a little bit. The other thing is, 
Also, the headlines are telling us aliens have landed. They're telling us all kind of stuff, man. There's there, there's a there's a point when being overinformed is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I put the I put the put the newspaper down, and let's build a plan to pay this debt off in the next 24 yes. months. Let's do it, man. Greater things are yet we to come. Do your death free scream on this stage. We'll be right back on the Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. This is the Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. All right, folks, a lot of you have questions about taxes. We get it. Taxes are confusing. Heaven help us if we just made it simple. To help you get a better handle on them, let's unpack a question from one of our listeners. My husband passed away this year, and literally everything is different for me now. Yeah. I've got his final tax return, crazy income changes, and significant donations from establishing a scholarship in his name. I'm nervous about filing. First off, I'm heartbroken with you. Um, Golly, it's hard. So sorry. We understand that things seem overwhelming right now. And when things feel overwhelming, it's important to realize that you're not alone. You're gonna, the sun's gonna come up on the other side of this thing especially if you got people around you. When you go through a major life change, it's best to get a tax pro in your corner. I, just, I didn't have a similar situation. I didn't have a, a significant loss, but I had some significant changes in my life this year. So this year I reached out for a tax pro myself. Situation like this can mean a different filing status, tax bracket forms, calculations, you name it. An experienced pro will know how to handle the complexities of your situation so you have peace of mind knowing everything is taken care of. A Ramsey-trusted tax pro like one of our endorsed local providers can answer your questions and help you get your taxes filed. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax pro to learn more. That's RamseySolutions.com slash tax pro. Let's go out to Debbie in the HBC, Huntington Beach. What's up, Debbie? How we doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great. What's happening? I'm hoping that I can get some advice from the two of you, if that's okay. We'll tell you what we think. It may not be great, but we'll give it a shot. Speak for yourself, John. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? So my husband and I, we recently bought a condo a little over a year ago. Our mortgage right now is about $4,500 a month. Well, my husband recently got laid off from his position about a month ago now, so it's only my income that's coming in, um, which is around five thousand ish a month give or take yikes we do have our three to six month emergency fund fully funded we have no debt but we do have a baby on the way because why not right why not (laughs) why not (laughs) and my um my and my husband has one year left in his master's program that he's currently in what's he studying Um, and we're not taking out he is um going to get his um mba so i'm really proud of him he has one more year left and we the goal was that we weren't going to take out any loans, so we've been paying um, for that ourselves. Okay. Awesome. Now, without with all that being said, um, my parents do have a back house, and they have offered for us to live there rent-free for about a year or two just to help us save. 
um, talked about it with my husband, and he's kind of against the idea. He thinks we might get penalized for capital gains tax in the future, and that he's confident that he's going to be finding another position here soon. Me, on the other hand, I think maybe it might be a good idea and, a, and potential good opportunity since um, we're not currently emotionally attached to this current condo that we're living in anyway. Um, and it may provide us with a better safety net, knowing that we don't have this mortgage hanging over our head um, and that we could save for possibly about a year or two to potentially put down on a home that we really love. So just trying to get some advice here on, on, on what y'all think. It, How, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, it, it sounds like you're scared. Yes. <laughs> uh, or scared may be... Uh, um, not being f- the full truth. It sounds like you're terrified. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to put myself in your situation. You're working so hard. You may have even had secret, quiet thoughts of staying at home when you have this baby. You're having a baby, and all of a sudden your husband gets laid off. And you'll have a really expensive condo. Welcome to Huntington Beach. And so, mm-hmm. man, suddenly there's an uh, out of nowhere, you have to go to the bathroom really bad, and an exit ramp shows up on the highway, and you're like, let's take this one, let's take this one. And your husband's like, how about we wait till there's a gas station with lights? And so now y'all are in a disagreement. What, what kind of work does he do? Um, he does uh, technical program management. Okay. Um, what, what are the chances he has a new job in the next 30 to 60 days? I mean, I know he's diligently applying to like multiple places per day. So um, he has had a few interviews lined up. Nothing's um, come to fully play out just as yet. I mean, it's been about a month. So how much um, cash do you have? Working, working home. Um, well, right now we have about forty thousand dollars in our savings. All right. And how much is it costing to cash flow this master's each month? Right now, um, because he did get a scholarship, it's about seven to eight thousand dollars per quarter. Now, come June, um, that's the scholarship money is going away, so it'll be a full twelve thousand. I so that's June? why the. I'm sorry. Come June, you said. Come June. And was the plan to take that out of the forty k, or it was just to come out of your incomes? The plan was it for, um, to come out of our income. If we needed to tap into the savings a little bit, then we could, but we always make sure we fund it back right away. Uh, it may be a season, and this happened. Often students didn't know this was happening, but um, I can tell you it happens across the board in program after program after program after program, um, from graduate schools to doctoral programs to law schools and everything in between. Um, it may be that he needs to take a leave of absence for the summer. Because y'all, you guys can't. I, I don't. I, I don't feel comfortable with you sprinting off into the back house of your mom's house simply because um, it feel that feels really short sighted. That feels like you're terrified, and the thought of that feels warm like a blanket. But you're not addressing some of the underlying issues here. And I think if you hang on in sixty days, it sounds like he's he's he, he's not a guy that's just sitting at home waiting for somebody to call. It sounds like he's out there hustling. And in mm-hmm. this current economy, I think he's going to be able to find a job. But it may be that we need to push off school. We had all these dreams of graduating this semester. It's, we're going to have to. It's going to be another semester, and that's fine. But right now, you don't need to. You can't. You can't pull twelve grand out no. of out of your savings account and at this ha- point. And how pregnant are you? Um, well, I'm actually due in June as well. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely take a leave. Yep, got to. 
Okay. Yeah. And okay, and yeah, that was mm-hmm. in my mind, if he's taking a leave, you've got I mean, you guys are up against it with you making five thousand a month and you know, you have a leave coming up here soon as well. It, tell him to keep busting butt to find work, but in the meantime, find anything. That's right. In the meantime, mm-hmm. whatever he needs to do to keep money coming in, because I don't think you guys need to get out of this house. I think it's a, just a matter of like, like sewing it together for now, like putting a patch on it for mm-hmm. now, and then it's gonna it's gonna work itself out. If you get up on it, like if you're three three months down the pipe and it's like, all right, there's nothing which I don't see any reason why there would be. Like, I feel like you guys can just bust it out of this. But, I, you know, there is a there is a shelf life to this plan as well. So if, if three mm-hmm. months comes and for some reason your guy's not finding any work, call us back because then it's time to mm-hmm. find a new plan. But there's no reason why he shouldn't be up and working, doing something, bringing in enough income for you guys to uh, work this out. And um, when that sounds like the beauty to me, Jade, because Debbie, if I'm not mistaken, is it your parents' house, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. what's another two months? Right. Test it out. Yeah, that is true. Like the house isn't going anywhere right. and they're not going anywhere. And so you can always do this June 1, right? You can always move in right before the baby's born and you mm-hmm. can tell him, sorry, you waited mm-hmm. too long to get a job. So, and I'm super pregnant. So you got to move everything by yourself. Yeah. Like y'all could still do that. <laughs> um, June 1, I think both of you need to sit down and come up with, okay, here's plan for 30 days and 60 days. And at the end of 60 days, I'm going to start feeling less and less safe. And Debbie, I really, it's important now as you head into this, when you sit down and talk to him, the conversation is not about what he's not doing. The conversation is, I'm really, really scared. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel safe in this home with a $4,500 mortgage and I'm making 5,000 bucks and I'm exhausted. I'm about to take a leave. I'm about to have a baby and all these Mm -hmm. things. I'm scared and we do have an out. But I want to plan a 30-day, a 60-day plan that says, here's going to be the trigger when we say, okay, you didn't get a job in 60 days. You didn't get a job in 30 days. We're taking a leave. You didn't get a job mm-hmm. in 60 days. We're going to call mom and dad and see if that's an out for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but get that stuff on paper, and that's going to help you feel a little bit less scared. Yep. A little get, bit less scared with the plan. Get that budget tight and right and find out exactly what he needs to be making to make this work. There you go. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed. Design experts are always ready to help, even with measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. All right, so Austin is producing the show. James Child's out today. Austin, uh, we got a clip that we haven't seen yet, and this is Jonathan, actor Jonathan Myers, right? Majors, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Majors. Jonathan Majors on Stephen Colbert's show, 
and he's got a unique take on the way he does life, and you wanted us to react to it. <laughs> I'm almost a pastor, and she was very clear about um, safety. You know, she would say, no drinking, no drugs, no sex. Every time I left the house, no drinking, no drugs, no sex. To get on the plane to go to college, I had to say, no drinking, no drugs, no sex before I went through security. <laughs> This has happened my entire life. Um, but the drinking was a thing, and, and she always said, you know, baby, just make sure, you know, you don't worry about, watch your cup, watch your glass. And uh, I, I kept that in mind, and, you know, for safety, but also, you know, what that meant, you know, and... What is that? What does that mean? Now it means, you mind know... Mind your cup. Mind your cup. You're a vessel. Nobody can fill you up. Nobody can pour you out. You do that yourself. And so holding on to this is a reminder that, you know, even in this craziness that's happening, you know, my self-esteem is my self-esteem. You know, nobody can make me, no one can big me up, as it were, or tear me down. Interesting. Hmm. What you got, John? Come on, John. My first thought is, one, I love, um, whether you agree with the message or not, I love intentional parents yeah. who give their kids memorable things that get them through sticky moments in their life. Yeah. I love that. Because when he said no drinking, no drugs, no sex, I was like, do we have the same mom? <laughs> I feel like that's all I heard growing up. My gosh. All I heard was my dad's. I'm just kidding. I was going to say something awful. So um, so I, I like that. The second thing I like is the sense of ownership over his body, the sense yep. of ownership over his um, intentions, that at the end of the day, he's going to take full responsibility and live an intentional life. If parents can communicate that responsibility to their kids... Incredible. Yeah. The only thing, if we were sitting down having nachos and a drink, I would say, I think there's a moment in time when it's very important to invite in a select group of people that you do allow to pour into you, that mm -hmm. you do allow to um, positively and, I don't say negatively impact you, but hold you accountable. Yeah. And I think we have a culture that says, you are all that you need. And I'll tell you, behind closed doors, the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the researchers are starting to say, The self can't hold. The oh, yeah. self was not designed to hold up the universe. And we thought self-actualization, we thought if we could just get full ownership and it was just all you and it's all you ever need, that we'd be okay. Mm -hmm. and what we're realizing is we can't do life by ourselves. And that's, that's not me just doing Instagram lines. That is oh, neuroscience, yeah. right? And so I do think it's important. Um, I think I've got six, maybe seven now people, and they know who they are, that I've said, you've got permission to call me out. Yeah. And I'm going to lean on you to help fill me up. I need to hold my arms up in the desert when I when I got nothing left, right? And yeah, I think it's important true. to have those people in your life. I think that's true. I, I, I do like the highlight on uh, your choices are your choice, right? Like, like you said, in today's world where there's so much entitlement and this is the reason my life is bad it's the government it's inflation it's because i never went to college it's because i did go to college it's because my parent like you can point the finger in so many directions but at the end of the day this is just me i'm telling y'all what i learned whatever it is i'm complaining about whatever it is that i'm mad about there is something that i can do to change it hmm. and to make it better I could say, well, my marriage would be better if my husband was more like this, or my job would be better if my boss was more like this, right? But there's always something that you can do, just you, mm -hmm. not waiting on them, air quotes around them. There's always something you can do to make that better. And I did take that away from that. Like, bro, me is always a problem I can solve. If I'm unhappy, 
I need to change something. Mm. If I don't like my life, I need to change something. If I don't like my marriage, my job, whatever it is, there is something that you can do. And I bet you this, because I've lived it. I bet you when you start moving, you're going to be surprised at the domino effect it has on other people. Right. Positively and negatively. Positively and negatively. Some people like you stuck where you are. Sure, but right? it's going to have that effect that it's going to be like, oh, you're like that? Okay, <laughs> exactly. I need to move That's you right. out. Yep, I need yep, to yep. move you out. And so I do I do like that um, part of it, but I agree, John, the community thing is huge. Mm-hmm. Like when I got here, okay, so we just moved from uh, Florida to Tennessee. I immediately got with my counselor and I was like, how much time do I have to get a community around me before I start to crack. Right. And she was like, yeah, she was like, you need to meet people. I was like, cause I, I came from such a strong group of folks mm-hmm. that can speak into my life and they still can over the telephone, it's but you, it's different. Yeah. It's different. So I do think that you need that, that piece of people going, Hey, you're not like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Right. You know? So I tell, um, uh, privately, I've told a story. Uh, this is the first time I'm telling it publicly, I think, but, um, it was about a year into this job and I posted something, somebody wrote something awful and I screenshot it mm-hmm. and just had like an arrow and I commented back and um, just really put them on blast. And I'm not going to lie, it was real funny. It was real funny. <laughs> and one of my closest friends called me and he, he was laughing as I answered the phone and uh, I was like, what's up? And he goes, dude, I just saw your post. He's dying laughing. I was like, I was awesome. And he goes, take it down. Oh, I said, what do you mean? Take it down. It's hilarious. And he goes, yeah. oh, it's super funny. And he, then he said, that's not you. Yeah. And that's not how you want to represent yourself. Yes. Take it down. And here's the deal. I was mad mm-hmm. and I trusted him. Mm-hmm. And so I took it down. Not because I was, I'm covering to the man. It's because right. I'd given that man permission to speak into my life. And he saw a side of me that said, that's not the guy I know. Yeah. And if you go down this road, you're going to end up way over here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call you now. What a gift. But that says a lot of, about you as a person. Cause in the world we are today, the, people get offended so easily. Mm. You, you do one thing and somebody holds you accountable and suddenly it's like this whole thing of you're not letting me live in my truth and you're not letting me, <laughs> you know, do this thing. And I'm like, if you're a person, if you become um, so high and mighty, and I'm going to call it an ego because that's what mm. it is, that no one can speak to you. No one can say, hey, and I don't mean just some dude off the streets. I'm talking about the people in your life can't come up to you and say, hey, you're wrong and you're not willing to enter into conflict with anyone and come out on the other side of it that that's a problem like you my will best, crash you will crash you'll if crash. you don't have those people like my buddy my buddy Portia she knows if I'm acting up she's the one that needs to call me up and be like no hmm. no you're you're not being yourself right now like that's not who you are that's not the way you act I can call her and tell her hey you know this dude is acting like this and she'll be like well <laughs> well like you you could have mm-hmm. here was your part in it mm. and that's the type of relationship we'd have and if you don't have that with people whether it be your spouse you, you know your homie whatever it is dude you're setting yourself up to fail because you need that cup that you're looking at but you need to let somebody else look at the cup too that's right if you're holding your cup over here to the side like off in the corner where nobody else can see it good luck to you and if you're a mess like me you need several people looking at that cup making sure john let me see your cup your head screwed on straight (laughs) man it's a dark dark sad cup all right let's run up to (laughs) zach and tom's do we have time to take a call here yeah we got time let's go up to uh zach and tom's river zach we're right up against the clock so get right to your question brother Hi, thank you for taking my call. What's you got going on? right up against the clock, so get right to the question. Uh, all right, so my wife and I are aggressively paying off student loan debt and car debt. Um, we're paying off about 80000 this year, and that's going to be the end of our debt. Except Way to for go, man. That's great. 
Thank you. Um, we both agree our house is too small right now to continue growing our family, so we want to build a custom home. I'm an architect, so she wants me to design it. Um, you know, our house right now is too small for our income from the old daughter. Um, there's just no yard, and we literally just run her up and down the hallway. Yeah. Um, we don't want to sell our house, um, but my wife doesn't want to wait two years to save her down payment to build the house. Um, okay. And she brought this idea of a home equity loan to get the down payment. No, 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 no. The answer is no. You are right. Sorry, wifey. <laughs> wifey is wrong on this one. You're right. We are not going into home equity line of credit to do anything. I don't care if she wants to expand the house with the home equity line of credit. I don't care what she planned on doing with this home equity line of credit. The answer is going to be no. The best way to buy a home is to do it the right way, which is either to sell the house that you have after you've paid off the debt and take whatever equity you have and roll it into the next home where the payment is no more than 25% of your income. And that is on a 15-year fixed conventional loan. That's the only way we're doing this thing. No HELOC! No, and listen, I promise you, when your kid is five, they'd much rather a stress-free home with no debt than a strapped mom and dad in a postage stamp size yard. Okay, John. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Today's scripture of the day is Proverbs 12, 11. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Jackie Robinson says, Life is not a spectator sport. If you're going to spend your whole life in the grandstand just watching what goes on, in my opinion, you're wasting your life. Whoo, Jackie. Boom. Bringing it. All right, let's go out to Jordan in the NYC. What's up, Jordan? How you doing, John? Pleasure. Go. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. What's up? So uh, my wife, um, she started orientation for her new job. She's a nurse. So we needed somebody to watch our three-year-old while I work on um, between hours. And uh, we had our mother-in-law come by, and it's been about six weeks now. She's finished her orientation, and my wife wants her to stay for a little bit longer. But in the last six to eight weeks, her bills have gone through the roof. Ooh, she <laughs> got to go. <laughs> Dude, hey, Jordan, best of luck to you, my friend. <laughs> so I'm at a crossroads here because, you know, you, you know, now my wife is saying that, she you know, that her job wants her to work days for a few weeks to get adjusted to mm-hmm. it. And, you know, she's off by 3 o'clock. It doesn't take much time out of my day. I'm pretty much home three out of the four days out of the week. I go to the office two days a week. And, you know, I don't know how to tell her, hey, your mom has to go. Because, I, you know. What, what are the, <laughs> hey, Jordan, what are these bills? <laughs> um, well, my electricity bill is going from $300, which it averages, to six seventy. Oh, gosh. How? So she's cold. She's turning the heat up. She's home all. She's there all day. <laughs> Oh, man. She's turning the heat up. She's eating all the lunch meat. (laughs) What else? And and the heating bill, too. So I have propane heat and electricity. Dude. Oh, man. Okay. Can uh, can we have real talk for one second? Yes. All right. So there is a financial aspect to this. Okay. No question. We're trying to get out of debt. I know. I know. But hold up. When you were dating your wife and you fell head over Jordan heels for her, Money didn't matter. You figured it out. You had a test coming up in college. I don't care. I'm going to go see her. A show's coming to town. She don't want to go. I'm not going. You figure it out. 
And now you got mother-in-law there staying with the family, and then these bills come in. Bills are real. That That is hundreds of dollars that were not on the tab just a couple weeks ago, and here they are. That's real. And there's something underneath it that's getting into you. What is it? Well, I, for her being here for six weeks, I don't think much has changed. You know, my wife has said, you know, we'll get to go out. We'll uh, get to do things because there's somebody who watches the baby all the time. And none of those things have happened. All right. Now we're getting to it. Mm-hmm. Do you and your mother-in-law get along? I, if she's there, you know, there's no, uh, you know, she gets in the way. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> hey, she, she's probably not listening, so you can tell us the truth. She get, does she get in the way, like, just because it's your house, you want to walk around in your underwear if you want to because it's my house? Or does she get in no, the way, she's like... she's just taking things upon herself. Like, you know, the UPS guy comes, I'm on a small business, we'll get mail come and packages. And there's multiple packages that I can't find because she says she puts them somewhere and it's not there. And the other day I found two of them outside in boxes by the, uh, oh. by the recycle. Yikes. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So, Jordan, here's, here's where you got to go, okay? <sighs> I don't envy you because at the end of the day, you do have somebody that in their heart and mind came in to help, right? And your wife probably feels a sense of both duty to mom to give her a purpose and... Just a comforting sense that there's somebody else there watching the kid, all that stuff. I think if you haven't before, this is going to be the first time you've ever sat down and not use the word she and them and y'all, but you sit down with your wife in a private conversation and say, me. I'm struggling. I feel like I've lost my house, the house that you and I share, that you and I are building. Um, our bills have doubled, if not more so. I got packages disappearing. I love and honor the fact that your mom packed up and came out here, and I really am I'm feeling less and less safe in my own house. Not in a someone's going to get me kind of way, but like I'm losing my own home, and I don't want to have another parent in this house. And so give your wife an opportunity to speak back, because it may be an issue of boundaries. It may be an issue of, hey, if there's a package that comes to this house, don't touch it. I'll pick it up or put it right here in this area or something like that. But can he also say, we agreed that this was going to be for Absolutely. six months yes. or what What did you say? Six weeks or six months? Six, six weeks. Okay. Now, and now, now how long has yeah. it been? It's been, we're eight weeks now. Okay, okay. So can he say, hey, we agreed this was going to be six weeks and I, I, I was really great with that agreement, but I don't... I don't know how I, I don't feel good about eight weeks yes. or, or longer. Yes, but here's my concern, Jordan. That you've got other issues going on in your marriage. And I don't want it all coming out on mother in law. Or wife. You seem like a straightforward kind of guy, like myself. And sometimes we can bust in the room and be like, You said that this was only gonna be like this, <laughs> and now look at this. What are you gonna do? Like that's look, Jordan, that's how we are. I'm gonna just put myself that's in there. That's that's happened. That's Don't how do we that. are. We got we got to hold back, Jordan. We gotta <laughs> we gotta find our inner John Deloney. Speak to be heard, not so you have uh, not be, not yeah. just to have said something. Okay, speak to be but heard. She sees. She also sees that you know because she's made comments here and there, like the things that she thought her mother would be doing to make our life easier isn't happening. Yeah, and maybe your maybe your wife desperately wants you to step up and be the bad guy here. And tell your wife, I'm happy to be the bad guy here. Ooh, I'm happy to wait, tell. Wait, wait, no, I don't. Okay, John, we rarely disagree, but okay. I don't. I don't agree. Well, I'm saying this when I say bad guy, 
I, I'm willing to say, hey, my, my, oh uh, yeah. You can't, you can't tell you're, you're the in-laws. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You, you can't come That's at. That's on me. I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I'm wrong. I don't know that you're wrong. I'm just saying no, I'm I wrong. wouldn't try, I wouldn't try it. Good call out. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, y'all need to be united on it. And at this point, um, your wife's going to have to be a grown up too and sit down and say, hey, here's in two weeks we need, we're ready to transition and get our house back. We're so grateful for you. Here's a really fancy dinner. Here's a mm-hmm. night out on the town here. We're taking you a Broadway play, whatever yeah. we're going to do. We're going to do something really nice, but it's time. Yeah. How's, is that going to go over well with your wife? Wrap it in a thank you. Yep. I, she used, she, for the most part, she follows my lead, but you know, it's her mother and she's the youngest of eight. Yep. Mm. Where's, she, where does mom go after this? Back to Boston. She has a place or she's going to another sibling? She has a place, but oh. she's usually, she, she lives in Florida, but she spends most of her time with her kids okay. in Boston. And, and it's like her sister lives 10 minutes down the street. She doesn't, she doesn't want to go and see her sister. Okay. Well, that's a her issue, not yeah. you guys. I'd stay out of that yeah. stuff. But hey, listen, mm-hmm. if, if you and your wife had plans like, hey, when you get to this nursing job, we're going to be able to go out, we're going to have extra money, all that, and that's not happening, don't roll all that stress into this conversation. Because okay. it can be real easy that all of a sudden this conversation turns into a, and you said this, and this never happens, and now your mom's here, and now we're at war, and nobody's going to win. Let this be about, hey, want to get our house back. We said six weeks. It's been eight weeks. Let's ca- At 10 weeks, this is done. Um, let's sit down together and have this conversation. I was wrong. Jay was right. Don't, don't divide it up. Um, we're going to do this one together, and then let's have a different conversation. Now that she's settling into her new job, now that you're settled in, now that you got your house back, what is it going to look like to have a date night once a week? That's why we, we work so hard. I don't want to. I don't want to have a, a one night a, one night a month with you. I want mm. one night a week with you. I want two nights a week with you. What is it going to look like to find childcare? What's it going to look like to do all these things to create a life that is worth living, man? Yeah. So, and, and so good for you, Jordan. Thanks for thanks for <laughs> trusting us. Um, you do have to have a hard conversation, but again. Remember, yeah. make the conversation, especially initially, about you, what you're struggling with, what you're upset with, what's hurting you. Um, not, don't come in guns a blazing because your wife's going to have one option. That's to defend herself. Mm-hmm. And now you got World War Three, and there's no sense in that. I don't envy him, but I think if he wraps it up, like you said, wrap, wrap the mother-in-law up in a thank you. Yes. Thank you for all of this. Here's a meal. We're so appreciative. Da, 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 da. Then you bring the wife over here and wrap that up in a nice date. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, I've missed you. Like mm-hmm. anytime... Look, if anytime your husband or spouse comes at you with the I miss you, I want to be with you, I don't get to spend enough time with you, if you're not melting down, <laughs> I don't know what's happening to you. I don't know what's happening. Go go melter like butter, like a hot knife through butter. <laughs> Man, we have very different spouses. All right, this is the <laughs> Ramsey Show. Thanks to the guys in the booth. Kelly was there and she took off as usual. Hey, thank you, America, for sticking with us. Thank you, Jade. And listen... Pay off your debts. Be kind to one another. We'll see you soon right here on The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.